The New Orleans Pelicans beat the San Antonio Spurs. And if you get that type of performance from this Pelicans team, the season can absolutely continue on past the Los Angeles Clippers. It's the Thursday episode, a victorious episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, and on YouTube, by the way, I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday, day after the Pelicans advance in the play-in tournament, 113-103 over the San Antonio Spurs. How much fun was that? Seriously, how much fun was that in the Smoothie King Center last night? We're going to talk about it in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. Subscribe. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Helps keep keep the show free in five days a week for you all. No paywall, just Pelicans talk. Literally, Every single day. And by the way, we're not stopping. Even when the Pelican season's over, we're not stopping. What's going to happen to that Lakers pick? What are they going to do this offseason? Is Zion going to come back healthy? We got a whole lot to talk about. Subscribe. All right. But we are talking today about the Pelicans win over the San Antonio Spurs 113-103. Oh, yeah. Sign me up for more of that. This was a good performance from New Orleans. There's no other way to put it. This was a good game. Was it easy? Times yeah. Times no. But when you have your superstars carrying you like they did in this game, you're going to go pretty far. CJ McCollum on the night, almost 40 minutes of action, 32 points, 27, 27 in the first half, making threes, making mid-rangers, making shots to the rim, three-level score. Brandon Ingram wasn't quite feeling it early on, and CJ stepped up while he traded for it. This is why all the people who said that trade was a bad deal because of his contract or anything like that were short-sighted. And what were we telling you here at Lockdown Pelicans? It's a good trade. They didn't give up nearly as much for him as they could have. And look what he delivered in that first half. In a game that is do or die, win or go home, like literally it's an elimination game. This is the equivalent of a game seven. He steps up. And they needed that. In a night when Brandon Ingram in the first half only at 13, like on, only, right? He decided he wanted to go out and score. Two of three from three, five of five from the field, 27 points, 10 of 12. Yeah, Kyrie Irving was perfect the other night, but CJ McCollum did a pretty good imitation right there. The uh, the only other Pelican in double figures was Brandon Ingram in this one. And then in the second half, when you have the San Antonio Spurs decide to kind of key in on him and they were doing everything they could to take away CJ McCollum after the first half that he had it just opened things up more for the rest of everybody and we kind of talked about this right in the preview show go to your guys early let them open up the rest of the game for everyone else second half Brandon Ingram six and nine 14 points more importantly and what did I say was going to be a big x factor Jonas Valanciunas In the second half of this game, 
17 points. You commit two people to CJ on a pick and roll where you throw a big and show that at him, you're going to leave Jonas open down low. 17 points in the second half, including some really easy buckets. He finished with 22 points, 14 rebounds on the night. That's your game right there. Again, go through your stars. When the opponent makes adjustments, go to your other guys. And hopefully they step up, right? If you had to go to Larry Nance Jr., Devontae Graham, who only played seven minutes in this game, I'd be a little bit nervous. But when your third option is Jonas Valanciunas, who has done a very good job against the Spurs this year, very consistent in all four games in the regular season, you're feeling good about it. And that just made life easier for Brandon Ingram. His numbers don't jump out at you other than the 27 points, but five rebounds, five assists, just two turnovers. Getting a line six times, making those 11 of 19 from the field. Rely on your stars to take you home. And they delivered in this. We weren't sure what we were going to get out of Brandon Ingram in this game. He's been dealing with that hamstring injury for about a month now. We've seen that if he's not 100% healthy, he can be a little bit of a liability. Did he get off to a somewhat slow start? Yeah. But did he turn it on in the second half when CJ just couldn't get the ball, couldn't go out and score because the Spurs were absolutely terrified of him? Yeah, he did. That is all you need. And CJ was trying to shoot in the second half and just couldn't. He was really struggling to shoot at the rim when they threw two bodies at him, two of 11. So you need other guys to take you home. And the Pelicans had those guys step up. Brandon Ingram, you knew was going to do it. Valanchunas, absolutely right there, particularly in the second half. And then Herb Jones coming alive, making some threes. But the offense isn't why... We love Herb Jones. It was the rest of the defense that he provided. And like, wow, how good was he in this game? How good was Herb Jones defensively in this game? On a day we get a stupid Twitter kerfluffle, and we'll talk about that coming up next. Herb Jones delivers in the first somewhat postseason game of his career. Let's talk about Herb Jones coming up next here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. So find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. They said the Pelicans were minus five. The Pelicans won by ten. I thought, and I said it on ESPN Radio, I thought they were going to win by 7-8 to eight in this game. Vegas knows what they're talking about. If you want to get in on the action, no better place than betonline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're here and available five days a week for y'all. We've been this way all season long when this team was floundering, When this team started to get good to now enjoying a little bit of postseason success. We've been with you Monday through Friday pretty much every single day this season. And it's a lot of fun. It's not going to slow down. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Subscribe and comment on YouTube as well. It all takes like 30 seconds to be able to do that. All right, talking about the Pelicans advancing. How good does that sound to say? In the playing tournament, 113-103 over the San Antonio Spurs. 
So we can talk about the points scored by CJ McCollum, 32. Brandon Ingram, 27. Valanciunas, 22. You could argue they got this win, though, because of their defense. And the guy that made that happen... You need, me to, you need me to hold it up? Hold on, let me, let me pull the video up to make sure you can all see it. I got the not on Herb shirt on right now. Wore it to the game. Herb Jones was freaking awesome. I'm pausing for dramatic effect here, but he was unbelievable in this game. Not only did he score, right? Let's get this out of the way. 12 points, 5 of 7 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3. Sign me up from that. 3 assists too, right? Cool. He held enough of his offense. He's so good defensively, the only thing that could hold him back is not being a threat offensively. You do what he did here, which is nothing like that special, to be honest. He's going to have a long career, a long career in the league. Because the defense that he provided in this game, so, so good, so good. You could see it. It jumps off of the screen at you if you were watching at home. If you're in the arena, you can feel it any time he is playing defense. Two steals, two blocks. He had a block and a steal in the same possession. Just harassed, as we said he would, right? DeJounte Murray, the all-star for the Spurs. He finished with 16 points on the night. 5 of 19 shooting. 26.3%. One of five from three, nine rebounds, just five assists, which is a low number for him. Herb Jones guarded him, and Herb Jones did an amazing job. As he's done all season long in the four regular season matchups, Herb Jones held him to 12 total points. Not on Herb is a very real thing. He should be getting... Heavy consideration for awards this postseason. And if you had an extra game and if you factored in the playing tournament game, this is the type of performance that would elevate him to making an all-defensive team. I don't know if he will. He will get serious consideration and serious votes for it. I don't know if he'll actually end up making it on there. But he was so good in this game. that It's not a two-man game at the end of the first half, right? where Trey Murphy does an unbelievable job guarding the inbounds. They throw it in late, the Spurs, and then Herb just swats it. Awesome. The play before that, right? The coast-to-coast -coast getting the layup right before the end of the half. Yeah. He gives you everything you need. For the 35th overall pick in the draft, 34th pick, you run out of superlatives for how good he is, and he really delivered in this game really delivered in this game so did Jose Alvarado 20 22 minutes on the night you know he gave, just played harassing defense when he was switched on to Murray he did a good job Murray tried to post him up a couple of times and he didn't do anything this is a guy who's undersized who who at times is like no no business in a way being in the league and it's credit to him how well he's playing to stay out there on the court and play in almost 23 minutes in a do-or-die situation in an elimination game. It's unbelievable the way these guys just stepped up in the biggest moment of the season. And then, yeah, I think we can all say Jose Alvarado 
can shoot. He makes three threes. He's three or four in this game. You, you better win every single time. His defense is good enough. He's pesky enough that if you get that type of offense, 12 points from him, you better go and win that game. You really better go and win that game. They needed some outside shooting in this one. This game was not going to be won or lost by either team at the three-point line. But if you could get a couple of threes, it was going to be a big difference maker. We hoped that that was going to be Devontae Graham, but he didn't play enough minutes. Thank you, Willie Green, for making the right decision with that. And when you started getting those threes from Jose Alvarado, it felt like you were playing with house money. That's Laniap right there. And then Trey Murphy. I've said they want to close with him, right? Of all the guys off the bench, he played the most minutes in this one. I've said you could see it in the way Willie Green uses him. They want a switchy defender like that to close out games. Was his shot falling? No. He's 1 of 4 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3. But in 22 minutes off the bench, he was a plus 7 to win those bench minutes because of his good defense, because of the rebounding that he provided. Big part of that. That bench group, Trey Murphy, Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones not part of the bench group, but playing really good defense. Big part, just as big, I think, as why they won this game as Brandon Ingram, Valanciunas, and CJ McCollum. And now you go on to face the Los Angeles Clippers, which we will talk about in tomorrow's show. Got no, no rest here on Locked On Pelicans because we got another game coming, 9 p.m. on a Friday. You're going to have a show on Saturday, I promise. We're going to recap it, good or bad. But coming up, can we just talk about the crowd and just what a night it was? Like, everyone, pat yourselves on the back. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else, the Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every single pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you're going to pay nothing. It's really as simple as that. Summer's coming up. You want to look good. Throw some Shady Rays on. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. And exclusively for Locked On listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's promo code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 five-star reviews. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We've been here all season long. We've been here for years. It's my sixth, sixth year hosting the show, and we're not stopping anytime soon. Another play-in tournament game, a chance for the postseason, and probably one of the more intriguing off-seasons that they've ever had. That Lakers pick really looms large about what it could turn into, whether it's a drafted player or who could they trade for? We're going to be covering it all here on Locked On Pelicans. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. So the Pelicans win, right? CJ, Brandon Ingram, taking them home. Great defense from the role players, doing what they need to do. And look, New Orleans was up big in this one, right? They were up by as many as 21. The Spurs fight tough. They made a couple of big shots because sometimes that's just going to happen against you. The Spurs shot 38% from three. 
That's going to keep them in this game a little bit, even if New Orleans shot 40, but they didn't make nearly as many threes in this one. But what a night. Just what a night. I was going to lead with this in the show, but I wanted to talk about kind of the players who, who won the game for New Orleans. But seriously, Pels 12, you, dear listener, pat yourself on the back. As I said repeatedly leading into this week, the Spurs hadn't seen New Orleans at full capacity. They, yeah, they had one game with Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum, but that was right after the trade deadline. That wasn't this team really kind of firing all cylinders. And yeah, they won the season series 3-1. But you know what? They hadn't faced a crowd in the Smoothie King Center like this. They probably haven't faced a crowd in the Smoothie King Center like this until, what was it, 2014, when the Pelicans had to beat the Spurs on the final game of the regular season just to get into the postseason and get swept by the Warriors? They hadn't faced a Pelicans crowd like this, a crowd in New Orleans like this, since 2008, the Western Conference semifinals, where though they won that series, they repeatedly said, four Hall of Famers repeatedly said how tough it was to play there, and that it took four Hall of Famers to beat that team. New Orleans showed up. I'm not going to get into the pettiness of saying like, oh, I thought this isn't a basketball city. Y'all know this is a basketball city. You don't need me to tell you that. Put that to bed. Just go out and make your noise. And shout out to all the Pels 12 who showed up. At 5.30, I got to the Rusty Nail and the place was packed. I could barely get in there. Y'all were ducking out of work. Tells you it's a basketball city. It shows you the passion of this fan base, especially when this team really connects with you all in a way that, you know, I hadn't thought about before until I got asked on ESPN Radio with Gus Kattengill, 100.3 New Orleans, till today. He said, you know, what's what's kind of making this connection? And, you know, I've said, right, it took a J.J. Redick insult for people to just be like, enough is enough. We matter. We belong. New Orleans is a basketball city. And you've shown that since then, right? The Pels 12 is very much a name that's not going to go anywhere anytime soon, nor should it. And I love it. You all put your foot down and said, like, screw you. Screw you. That's what you said. That's putting it nicely, too, right? And showed everyone how wrong they were. And I think you have a lot of players on this team that do that. CJ McCollum was thought of to be a negative, a negative asset. Contracts too much. He's old. He's injury prone. 27 points in the first half. 32 on the night. He told you, he told all those people, you're wrong. Herb Jones was passed up by every team in the league. Lasted until the second round, and look at how good he was in this game. He was out here, just like you are all saying, I belong, I matter, and I'm impactful. Same for Jose Alvarado. Not even drafted. Not even drafted. I didn't think he was going to do anything at the start of the year when they signed him to a two-way deal. Right? I didn't even think Herb Jones was going to do much. These guys just went out and said, enough is enough, and let me show you how wrong you are. And the Pels 12 did that too. And it was lit in the Smoothie King Center. It was loud there. You've seen the video, I'm sure. Hey, Luke. Luke Johnson tweeting it out. I tried to get a video of it, but y'all stopped before when I was walking back to my car. Of everyone just chanting, Jose, 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 walking after the game for how impactful he was. Just an impromptu chant breaking out. You gotta love it. There's a lot of parallels between the fans and the team this year. And so when you think about how much you love this team, how fun this team is, yeah, they're a lot like you are, probably, to be perfectly honest. 
even at Locked on Pelicans here, right? It's a small market. My show shouldn't do nearly as well as it's doing, but it is. Up to six out of all 30 NBA team shows. Are you kidding me? That's all you. That's all you connecting with this team and then winning, which really, really helps things, obviously. And so it's been a really fun ride. And if that's the moment that the Pelicans go out on, if this is kind of the climax of the season, and I'm a lit major, so I think of like the the, the structure, uh, freight ta- not freight tags, I'm blanking now, it's late, it's, one, it's like one in the morning here. But you know what I'm talking about, right? The exposition, the inciting incident, the rising action climax, falling action, den- then denouement. You know, this was the climax, that's, that's a hell of a way to go out. They might lose to the Clippers and we'll preview that game tomorrow. But the way, the way they went out in the Smoothie King Center, pat yourselves on the back. You all deserve this. Shout out Chris Connor too. The guys from Boot Crew Media and Pro Pels Talk for putting everything on over at the Rusty Nail. Awesome time. It was packed. It was packed. I don't know if there's going to be a watch party for Friday, but I really want to go. And so I really hope there is, and I hope to see you all there too. It's been a fun season. So even if this is the kind of highlight and the biggest moment of the year, I feel pretty good about how that all went. But there is still a game to play, and we're going to preview that tomorrow in Locked on Pelicans. So thank you all very much for listening to another episode of Locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And yeah, we're going to be back tomorrow because the Pelicans are still playing basketball. they got to take on the Los Angeles Clippers for the right to go to the playoffs.